0: Welcome to the Lazy Pod Podcast. It's the Lazy Pod Podcast, where we recap every single episode. We'll go behind the scenes and talk about how the series began, and interview cast and crew members to find out what they're up to now. This is the 20th anniversary of the first broadcast of LazyTown, so let's celebrate Sporticus, Stephanie, Robbie Rotten, and all their friends from LazyTown. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Lazy Pod Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the LazyPod podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about how the episodes were written and tell you about some episodes that we discussed and a few that were written but, for one reason or another, were never filmed. When we first started filming the series, there were some ideas already in the mind of Magnus that came from the days when he and the team created the live stage shows in Iceland. Once those were all used for the series, we had to create our own. And the most important thing to keep in mind was the show that Nick Jr. bought, the reasons they wanted the show on their network. So every episode had to contain messages of good health, kindness. We needed our signature music, thanks to Mountie. We needed action sequences that no one else ever tried to film for a kid's TV show. And we needed lots and lots of comedy. So our small writing staff that consisted of myself and Mark Zaslov would generate a ton of pitches for, the, for ideas. And they could be simple or complicated, but they always went straight to Magnus for his approval. We would have these long pitch sessions at the office or at someone's house in Iceland, or we would go away for the weekend to avoid any kind of uh, distractions. I remember once we spent a three-day weekend in Keplavik, the city that's right by the airport in Iceland. And incidentally, the mayor of Keplavik is a fellow named Kjartan Marr. Cartonson, and he is an excellent leader, and he used to be the man who ran Lazy Town on the business and operations side. So if you ever get to Kapovik, stop by and say hi, and maybe he'll play the violin for you. Okay, back to the pitches. We would act out our ideas. Magnus would be there along with Mounty, who is not only an incredible musician and composer, but he's also a creative genius. And he came up with some of the best ideas the show ever had. So once we settled on a half dozen or so ideas, Mark and I, the two Marx brothers, would go off and start turning them into scripts, anywhere from 20 to 25 pages, and then they would go through many rounds of revisions. And the highest number was a script we rewrote, I think, more than 40 times. But it was important to get them right because scripts are blueprints for everyone else on the crew, not just actors, but props, set design, costumes, etc. And because our show was action-oriented, we had to create the action sequence one step at a time, like Sportacus does a flip off the wall, grabs a tree branch, spins around, grabs an apple on the way to the ground, that kind of thing. Everything had to be spelled out because each, each of these scenes had individual shots that had to be produced on the set and then edited together later. So over the years, we came up with hundreds of ideas. And as you know... Fewer than 100 of them became episodes. Along the way, we created some rules that we always followed. Number one, never show Sportacus being weak unless it's a plot point that it's fixable, like when he has a sugar meltdown. It was okay to show him unsure of himself when it was time to teach a lesson or give the kids a lazy town example of what not to do. And we didn't want emotional problems, but more action-oriented problems. So we weren't going to open a show with Mayor Meanswell being depressed over nothing. He would be depressed because he didn't get Bessie a birthday present or because he forgot to water the flowers or something. We also preferred to have the kid characters in groups because featuring just one at a time made the scene look a little sparse. We wanted to give them things to do, actions they could take, and that was harder, you know, when they were by themselves. We had notes from the production to use the airship, the Scootla, the sky chaser, Stephanie's bedroom set, the playhouse, Pixels' virtual reality machines. And if possible, please reuse some of the props that we had made so we didn't only wind up, you know, using them just once. Because those were expensive. And we talked about bringing a rooster onto the cast. We talked about that a lot. But we never did find the right way to do that. He was a funny character, and there was even talk at one point of Stephen Carl starring in a sitcom where his character lived with a chicken. And they would get into all kinds of impossible situations, but that never happened. Over time, we wanted to make Bessie more stylish, so we talked about giving her a business to run like a hair salon. We wanted to give Trixie some pranks to pull, and at one point we were going to devote an entire episode to her, to explore why she was so bossy all the time. And actually, we should have tried to do that. Um, we just ran out of time, and we had other characters to feature. And Trixie was underused in the series, for sure, because she was... Both actresses that played her were phenomenal. You know how Sporticus used to receive letters in the airship from the tube? And at one point, we, we talked about having an online portal where kids could write questions for Sporticus and he would answer. It's just another thing we discussed, but we never had the time to do it. We were going to turn the mayor into an inventor for one episode. He had dreams of inventing something that would change the world, and then Miss Busybody, <clears throat> he never called her Bessie, always Miss Busybody, very respectful. She would be so proud of him, and maybe she would notice that he had feelings for her. And since we were filming in Iceland, we talked about having an episode about a 100-year-old glacier that Sporticus could move to an area where there was a drought. But we were always mindful not to turn Sporticus into a typical, normal superhero like Superman or Spider-Man, because even though he was athletic and powerful, he was, as we like to say, a slightly above-average superhero, someone that anybody could be if they tried hard enough. We talked about having the Sky Chaser explore the universe, but because our shooting style was so expensive and hard to maneuver, there was then talk about turning Lazy Town into an animated show so Sportacus could have cool action adventures. Who knows, maybe that will come true someday. I'm just reading notes from my notebook. There was an episode planned where Robbie Rotten would send ice cream all over the world. That's all the note says. I guess that idea didn't go anywhere. And the episode that became the final LazyTown episode that also spawned the famous meme song, We Are Number One, that had its origins in a script that was uh, titled The Three Stooges. I-, I had an idea that Robbie wanted to create a gang for himself, and he recruits a trio of basically morons and nitwits that make his life harder than ever. And of course, because it's TV, there were people who wanted us to turn everything into a toy so that they could sell merchandise. The telescope, the costumes, the airship, et cetera. At one point, there was talk of sending a, a box of curated items out to fans once a month with you know, fun games, quizzes, health tips, etc. But since we had fans literally all over the world, it would have become a logistical nightmare to pull that off. So I'm just going to run through some of these ideas listed in my notebook. And we talked about uh, a heavy metal musician coming to town. Who made Robbie crazy with loud guitar playing? We talked about a basketball episode where there would be a tournament and we might be able to bring in some actual real world famous basketball players. We were gonna have the Lazy Town Derby, a horse race episode with fake ponies that the kids could ride, and I think that's the one that turned into the car racing episode. And at one point, we talked about a spinoff called Lazy Town Tales. That may have been what eventually became LazyTown Extra, but I'm not sure about that. We talked about Robbie trying to bring a casino to LazyTown because he thought he could distract everybody by making them gamble, and then LazyTown would be lazy again. And this idea came because when Magnus had a birthday during production, he threw a giant party that had a James Bond theme, complete with tables set up for roulette, roulette and blackjack and poker, and the guests were invited to dress as their favorite James Bond villain or hero. It was really something to see the staff members and crew all wearing fancy dresses and tuxedos. One episode we talked about uh, having a Viking ship arrive at Lazy Town's shores. That's the one that turned into Rotten Beard, a pirate episode. Some of the fans know this, that we tried to do a musical episode that would be a parody of Cats. It was called Kitties. We actually wrote that script, but we decided that doing a musical would be too hard for the schedule that we had to maintain. script is pretty funny. Hopefully it'll see the light of day sometime. One of these podcasts, I'm going to share the story behind a script that I wrote that was intended to be the final Lazy Town episode of all time. I wish we had a chance to film that one. I think the fans would have really loved it. But that's for another time. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Lazy Pod podcast. In future episodes, we'll go behind the scenes with stories about how the scripts were brainstormed and written. We'll talk with the actors and crew members and we'll have special episodes on the songs, the action sequences, the sets and props and the studio itself. Make sure you go to bed by 8:08 and remember, there's always a way. The Lazy Pot Podcast.